This is Jack Vickers, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, also known as The Hood. Thank you, Jack, and thank you, Jamie, for getting our show started off um, on the right foot, I'd say. It is uh, October 12th, 2020, Jesus, 2021. I don't even know what year it is anymore. It's a sunshiny day. The fall coolness is setting in, and I'm feeling happy today, Josh. I don't know about you since you're just coming straight out of the dentist, but uh, I'm feeling happy. So, Walters, let's kick it. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. With your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, The Garlic Johnson. We are joined by Joshua Mitchell, who was our other lovely hostess. Josh, how we doing? Good. How are you, Gar? Good. You want to say hi to them folks out there? We've got a lot of folks out there right now. There's eight real people and Craig. Nine real people don't disrespect Craig like that. I'm so sorry, Craig. Uh, yeah, join our Discord. All you lovely people here listening right now know all about it. But if you're listening to our podcast on Spotify or somewhere else and don't know about the Discord, get in there. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod is the best way to leave us voicemails for the Fave Five or other questions. Um, we'll talk more about why leaving us voicemails will be beneficial to you later. If you want to kick it old school, you can go hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Leave us a little email. We'll uh, read down the show almost always. Josh, they could also check out your website, hiddenoaksoverdose.com, or I should say the website you built. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below for all the lovely people who want to skip around the show who are listening not live. And I uh, want to thank my boy, our boy, Carmel Bear, a.k.a. Levi Oki, at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful art you see and all the beautiful art he will continue to provide us in the future. Josh, how we doing? Durin. How are you, Gar? Good. I mean, so I, you know, I kind of spilled the beans a little bit, but um, you know, you were at the dentist again. Are we? What were we doing here? What was what was the dentistry today? Well, you know, I figured I hadn't gone in like nine years, so I just get the next nine years out of the way in a couple weeks. So just going back in. Um, but no, in all honesty, I I went in to get fit for not braces, but like the Invisalign stuff. Okay. Because the dentist has free, um, or they do like the free molds, and then they can do pictures, and then they'll give you the cost at the end. So I just did that uh, just in case they, you know, have a typo, and it's actually an affordable op- option, um, and, and it doesn't come back with uh, six total numbers with the decimal points in there somewhere. Sure. Um, so maybe I wouldn't be quiet if you didn't keep blowing up the chat, Walters. All you hear is the beep, 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 beep. Um, we just got, but, we've got uh, some really dedicated fans here. I'll turn down. I believe that's playing through my computer sound so I can turn it down. Um, but yeah, so I, I went in and did that and let's just tell you that, uh, even though we're in the year 2021 and we have, you know, flavored tobacco and smoking products, they don't have flavored gel to use the molds. So it literally tasted like silly putty. Oh um, no. Yeah. So it brought me back to my, uh, high school years of silly putty <laughs> consumption silly putty? Oh. and, <laughs> Um, so now I just feel all bouncy. That's good. That's good, Josh. I'm happy to hear that, honestly. Silly Putty, was there, what color was it? Was it just the pink stuff or the, like the OG? 
Yeah, it was, it was like the, no, it was kind of like maybe it might have been that color, but they left it out in the sun too long and it turned purple because everyone knows that's how colors work. 100%. All right, well, yeah. we'll just keep her going, Josh, because um, uh, we got a lot, of, not to not to humble brag about how great of a show we have, but we did get a lot of fan submissions uh, tonight for the Fave Favre superhero movies and for the couple of you out there listening live that didn't, you could still get them in. You've probably got a good 30, 30 40 minutes to get in your Fave Favre if you want. So just a little shout out to the people listening live. But yeah, let's move right into the Hidden Oaks original Fan Tasty Zone, Josh. Um, who does Who brings us the Fan Tasty Zone each and every week this year? Uh, that'll be uh, Mr. Skybuster himself. Um, you know, laser tag extraordinaire, big fan of cold popcorn, and uh, loves walking on the treadmill with a beach background. Does he really like cold popcorn? That's the biggest problem I had, and everything you just went off there was the cold popcorn. I can't, I don't think I can stand for that. Um, no, definitely, uh, definitely a big fan of it. Brian, Brian admitted in a couple, uh, emails that he enjoys, uh, refrigerating popcorn and then grabbing it the next day. Hmm. These must be more private correspondence because I don't believe I've read them, but you know, if that's what you're into, Brian, I'm not here to, uh, to popcorn shame. So thank you, Skybusters, for bringing us the fantasy zone. Josh, you munching or snacking or, I mean, you'd munching or drinking on anything over there today or not because you're fresh out the- the well, I'm munching on the leftover dentist putty that's in between my uh, teeth and then drinking some uh, pretty flat root beer, unfortunately. But yeah, so it's it's a very good fantasy zone. How are oh. you? What are you munching on? I mean, I honestly, I have nothing to munch on. I'm, so I'm kind of jealous that I don't have uh, some silly putty in between my teeth right now. But I got Arnie Palmer still going strong. We got a Southern style here. So uh, Arnie Palmer always bringing me through. Um, Josh. So we did not, uh, it's perfectly acceptable, Brian does, does a lot for the show, but we did not have a Brian email this week, so we'll just go straight into some of the stuff from the Discord this week. Uh, there's kind of two main gridiron discussion topics, kind of right at the end of last week's show, I believe it was Wednesday, you know, Stefan Gilmore was getting traded out of the um, the Patriots, and you thought he was going to be Packer for a sec, Josh. Did you, are you sad he didn't become a Packer, or do you not really care because he's kind of older and uh, injured, or how did you feel about missing out on Gilmore? I mean, I guess it uh, sums up how the Packers typically operate when a big name player has or has ties to the organization or there's a tie to him somehow. Um, they didn't sign him, but they signed somebody else that nobody really knew who he was. Probably um, some Canadian Football League practice squatter. Um, and and as you could probably guess on Sunday's game, um, they definitely had that guy guarding Jamar Chase. So. Rock on. All right. Well, the other one, the big one, the big topic of, uh, you know, today, yesterday, honestly, I, I ignored it last week. It became very real for me when the, the news was coming out. He was resigning yesterday and we won't go into it too deep. But uh, John Gruden, John Gruden resigned for a bunch of uh, racist and homophobic remarks. I mean, you've been sharing your thoughts in the chat all day, but any main points, anything you learned from anyone else or anything you'd like to just reiterate one more time from your point of view? Or how do you feel about the whole Gruden thing briefly? Well, I don't want to say that uh, four years ago or whenever he got hired, I knew it, but I knew it. <laughs> you I, did not. No, but uh, I, I mean, obviously, I was ragging him for things on the field and didn't have any idea about his character. Knew that he was kind of an odd feller if he, you know, likes Chucky for whatever reason. Um, but uh, like I said in the chat yesterday, I never really expected anything like this to come out about him. Um, granted, you know, he's, he's from a different era, but there are a lot of people from a different era, um, that don't have that sort of issue. Um, 
And so my, my honestly, the first thing that I thought of is, oh boy, Gar defended this man drastically for the last few years. And I'm guessing you have a different tune nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, obviously I wasn't defending him overly personally like I do Zimmer all the time, but certainly I was a fan of Gruden. There's no question about that. Um, you know, it's obviously disappointing to hear someone that you have been a staunch fan of these last couple of years. I thought he was going to be a good coach for the Raiders. I thought he was doing a lot of good things. I enjoyed a lot of his QB rooms and a lot of other content he put out, um, you know, in between the time he was spent as a coach. So, I mean, it's disappointing. I can't say... I'm overly surprised. I'm sure a lot of people like this still exist in the league, and Gruden was just, you know, is just a big name that maybe the NFL doesn't like for whatever reason, so they're taking him down, you know, at this particular moment. But I'm sure they're, the NFL has plenty of dirt on plenty of people. So it is unfortunate. Yeah, and, and oh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the, the, the dirt. I mean, this obviously for some people um, who are just joining the conversation didn't necessarily know that. He uh, he resigned after the information came out from an investigation in the Washington football team organization. So not even, you know, it's opposite coasts. But uh, I'm, I'd said yesterday that I want to, I'm wondering what the next, what the fallout's going to be for the next few day, uh, weeks. And not necessarily, now it's not even necessarily what's going to come out about Gruden, but more so, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of emails did they go through or thousands of emails? And this was just the first one they released. So I'm curious as to how, um, what else they might uh, drop bombs on. You know, is Brady an alien? Is Peyton Manning's forehead the ninth wonder of the world? You know, we're just trying to figure this sort of thing out. Right. And this is to say John Gruden's not, you know, incapable of forgiveness. Like, obviously, John Gruden, he can go take some time. He can think about what he said. He can apologize to a bunch of people. He can get uh, more educated on, you know, <laughs> what it's like to be a human in 2021. So I'm not saying John Gruden's dead forever, but he's certainly canceled for now. I mean, the the emails were damning enough that I think resigning is probably the best call. Just to not be a distraction, if nothing else, for him to be able to, for the team to be able to focus on football versus whatever it was in John Gruden's email. So... That's about it. Uh, if you have any other thoughts on the Gruden thing, feel free to share them in the general chat or in the Gridiron Gossip if you're in the more exclusive group, and uh, we can continue discussing it as uh, more things come out and the story develops a bit further. But John Gruden is at. Josh, let's talk yep, about your massive poll. Oh, go ahead. See, I'm, I'm, I, I put something in there that got, let's just say it got, I'm surprised your keyboard didn't explode with how quickly you deleted my uh, meme. And then T puts in two ice snowflakes and yet his is still up oh my god you want me to go delete it right now no 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 i'm just pointing out the the discrepancies in your man your your moderation there it goes and then there's this guy named walters he has a lot of comments could you just delete him yeah, I, I wish, I wish I could. josh just talk about your polls before we get canceled for talking about walters too much you know jamie doesn't like that all right so polls last week i had asked everybody which one in three team will finish with the best record um we had four votes for the Vikings, two for the Steelers, two for the Dolphins, four for the Pats, and one for the Colts. Um, so a lot of people here think that the Pats are going. Pats and Vikings are going to be better than their record currently shows. Good for them. And then I had asked uh, this morning, um, in light of all the Gruden news, what should we name or what should we do to the name Gar's Grinder? And um, a keep it the same and slowly overtake Gruden's grinder on a national scale, which I think is feasible. B, change it to Gar's gut or some other name. C, keep with the culture and cancel it altogether. And so far we have two votes for 
keep it the same. One for change it and two for cancel it all together. Gotcha. Well, we're not going to cancel it all together because that's content for us, baby. And we're here getting those dollars. No, but um, yeah, I've already, I've already come up with a couple ideas. Certainly we will suspend, we will temporarily suspend the name of Garage Grinder and we'll go with something else just for a couple weeks out of respect. And then we'll either come back with Garage Grinder or we'll come back with something else. But I think I've got a good idea, at least for a temporary, if it doesn't stick. So. All right. Yeah. No. And, and so that's going to be the poll for the week right now. Um, maybe toss in something else on a Thursday night game, something to surprise everybody with. Keep the chat fresh. Uh, so that was the Hidden Oaks original inspired by mine and Gar's big old brains, the Fan Tasty Zone, brought to you by Skybusters. Yeah, big shout out to uh, big shout out to the Skybusters. All right, so Josh, so I know we usually try and do the the artist formerly known as the Gar's Grinder segment pretty quickly, but let's just just so I can explain my thought process here and what we're going with for a new name. So I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on Reddit. Yeah, and I know you spend a lot of time on Reddit, and a couple of other listeners like Reddit. A big thing on Reddit back in the day and still now a bit is you know giving people medals, which is like now it's platinum, gold, silver. Back in the day, it used to just be really be gold, and so you'd be gilding people. So I thought a lot about gar's guild i thought that's cool but i want to um you know like gilding the player like giving them you know some gold or you know wrapping them in gold or whatever but i thought let's do let's do something better than just gilding a player they've done a lot they deserve to be they deserve a lot of gold not just like a thin layer or something like that like you do to gild something why don't we shower them in gold so at least for this week this is going to be gar's golden shower and i think that's going to be a great segment name and i'm really proud of it so gar's golden shower this week goes to uh mark andrews tight end for the baltimore ravens he had 11 receptions 147 yards two touchdowns and two two-point conversions last in last night's game this dude was an absolute beast they definitely would not have won without him so uh mark andrews you receive this week's gar's golden shower speechless <laughs> uh yeah all right josh let's move on to the podcast play along huh all right podcast play along yet again another hidden oaks original 5 14 p.m <laughs> who rocked week four we've got glenn 155.38 brad 151.26 cody 150.58 Josh, 147 point something something. Uh, and the standings at this point, David is still in a commanding lead with 706.86. Brad with 658.62. And Derek with 650.7. Uh, top three are still the same, but Derek and Brad switched spots. So Brad leaping over Derek this week. Yeah, now that we're finally in the point where we have five scores, uh, the top three is definitely going to be changing a lot less, I would imagine, unless we start getting, you know, a lot of, our, we really start to outdo our previous selves, but it's going to be a lot of the top three. Like, David's going to be playing defense. Brad and Derek also being playing a little bit of defense, but they're, you know, a good 50 points behind Derek, so, or behind David, I mean. So, these top three, looking at the standings is going to get a bit more a bit, a bit more boring just because we're just doing the top five scores and that's all you'll see but um you know a couple good weeks and someone can dethrone someone so we'll just have to you know watch it a little bit more closely and uh, watch as the scores increase or de- decrease over the weeks i guess they won't decrease they'll only increase huh because it'll just if they get a better score but yeah josh <laughs> who'd you like or dislike last week who was your stud or dud last week and how'd they do well i had jamal williams running back for detroit uh he was playing against minnesota um would have cost you six thousand dollars he got 7.5 points which was 1.3 times his value so while not a stud in a scoring sense he is still a stud 
in our hearts and minds for sure i like debo samuel last week the dude has been lighting it up he's the wide receiver for the san francisco 49ers they were playing arizona you could have got him in your lineup for 77 hunch he was in my lineup i mean he got a, a respectable 14.6 points i mean he had been putting up 20 bombers um you know previously so only a 1.9 times the value not bad um you know just i would i want i don't know if i'd even call that a stud for what we do in FanDuel, but he was okay he certainly didn't lose you the week this week, though, yeah. Josh, uh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, just because you're so high on him, Josh, I'm calling a dud for this week, Josh Gordon. I would not be putting Josh Gordon in my lineup. He's a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, not saying he's a dud of a human. I'm saying he's a dud of a fantasy option this week, and so I am dudding Josh Gordon, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, well, that's all. Uh... Nice and dandy. Um, I'm just going to go out there and point out that Josh Gordon was in the starting lineup of the top scoring team in Guillotine last week. So, uh, dud on that. Um, my dud of the week, I, I switched it up. I've done a stud every week so far. I'm doing a dud in Alexander Madison, um, Minnesota running back. Um, he is going up against the Carolina defense, which is the number one against the run, apparently. Um, and Madison is at $7,700. He was, I was going to have Cook in there just because of, against that defense coming off of his injury. Didn't know how he'd do, but Cook was only like 85. And I figured if Cook is playing, Madison's not going to get much touches. So he's not going to be worth 7700 Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think it's probably safe to say he'll, he's a good dud pick for this week. Certainly not a ballsy pick, even if he ends up being the starter for whatever reason. All right, Josh, that was the Hidden Oaks uh, original podcast play-along segment. We got, uh, you got a little treat for the folks. What do you got, Josh? Yeah, so um, I suppose Josh's Joker, we could rename it to Josh's Grinder. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, I think it makes perfect no, sense. Uh, so the Joker of the week is just kickers. Just kickers in general. I don't care what team they played for. Um, I guess there might have been some kickers that had good weeks, but every single, I might be the problem because every game I watched had at least one missed kick. Um, and if I was watching the Packers game, there was 17,000. Um, granted, Crosby came through in the end. He got the win. Uh, the big joker of the weekend, um, the big joker of the weekend, though, is I'm sorry, but big kick Mick. Um, sorry, Mika, but... Uh, the, the little boy um, probably doesn't even own a shaving kit yet. Um, I saw his face. There's no way he shaves. And he he hit the flag, and apparently he thinks that's good because they were celebrating. Um, and I don't think anybody had the heart to tell him. And so they just took him to the side, gave him a coloring book and some color, coloring crayons, and said, you know what? Just, you know, you, you deserve this. Yeah, he I just mean... colored just slightly left of the lines. <laughs> Yeah, the kickers struggled throughout the week. I'd, I'd say kickers are a safe bet for the Jokers, Josh. All right, we got a plenty of Hidden fo- hidden Oaks folks in here, Josh. How about some Hidden Oaks highlights for the week, huh? What was the side bet, and who done it? Who won it? Um, it was called Hands Team, the team with the highest combined number of receptions among all starting wide receivers, and it goes to none other than Dr. Jamie Obi-Wan Mahomey Hammer. Uh, with 19 total receptions. I thought I had a decent chance with 15. Um, but then I saw that she had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated, uh, those two play for the same team. So ballsy deciding to put them both in. But they had 19 total receptions, giving her the side bet. 
And Gar, I hate to tell you this, but it's as close as you're going to get to a side bet this year. And that's because you were playing Jamie this week. Yeah, that's. Fu- I feel like you guys are intentionally trolling me at this point. The person who plays me gets the side bet on me. I mean, that's fucked up. This is a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. And I will take you all down. Let it be known. So, You know, you are the top, right? You are the commissioner of this league. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it most of the time. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Jamie, I guess. You win f- five fucking bucks. Um, I, you know, it's just another side, but I don't win, so I don't even care about it anymore. They're going to be gone next year. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, the biggest blower of the week, though, Josh, your wife. Your wife really loves to blow Brian, I guess. Uh, your wife beat Brian 165.4 to 102.25. That's a 63.15 difference, and that, that 63.15 difference might have been the only what whatever hammer score was this week. So, I mean, if you take one Brian and one hammer. I was just going to say, that's hammer hammer's score. Uh, Jamie, your your husband stinks at uh, fantasy football, just so you know. Uh, the nail biter, though. Speaking of Jamie, uh, the nail biter was Jamie over me, Obi Wan Mahomie over the Alan Parsons project. She beat me one forty to one thirty six point nine five, so just a three point oh five difference there. Honestly, I thought Jamie had blown me out. She was up by like 40-some going into the Sunday night game. I needed Josh Allen and Dawson Knox to outscore Patrick Mahomes by like 45 or whatever it was. And so I got within three points. So that's I'm pretty ha- I'm pretty proud of my team. Sure, we take the L this week, but uh, I think my team shows a lot of promise. And the Allen Parsons Project will be back. Josh, you got a nice little lineup here. You got some highs and lows of the week. Why don't you tell us the worst and the best lineup coming out of our league? Well, let's start with the lows as per usual. Uh, we've got for quarterback, um, I just about said Ronald Jones, but it's uh, Daniel Jones with 5.8 points. Saquon Barkley, running back uh, with 0.9. Uh, Kenyon Drake is another running back with 1.1. Wide receivers, we have Odell Beckham with 4 and Brandon Cooks with 5.3. Tight end, Connor Brait. Uh, 2.2 flex in the flex we had two guys get zero and that is Galladay and Parker and then in defense we had the Indy in the Monday night game put up negative three kicker McPherson zero having that lineup would have gotten you a solid 21.3 points Um, it's funny because I actually believe that this could be a team somebody owns in some league in some universe Um, that's not impossible yeah Moving on to the highs, we've got Herbert with 46.8. Over, I mean, just a side note here, I think there was four quarterbacks over 40. So that was crazy this week. Um, Herbert with 46.8. Eckler and Taylor for the running backs with 32.9 and 31.9 respectively. Uh, Wide receiver, we have Devontae Adams with 37.6 and Hollywood Brown with 33.5. Tight end, Mark Anders uh, with 41.7. In the flex, Mike Williams with 36.5. Defense, Buffalo with 15. And then kicker, Daniel Joseph, the Minnesota man himself with 16. It's, that uh, lineup would have gotten you. It's Greg Joseph. Show a little goddamn respect. Well, you know, damn it. Um, having that lineup would have gotten you a total of 291.9 points which is almost what I put up in uh, Dynasty against you this week, Gar. <laughs> All right. You're, you're what, 2-3 and three now? Are you bragging about your 2-3 and three record? Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> okay. um, Aren't you the reigning champ? Aren't you supposed to have the best team? Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl hangover. No big deal. Um, but, yeah, so I was looking at the, just a side note. I've been keeping track of some of these things, and I've got some of the lows. 
Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me is I am the quarterback killer this year. <laughs> I've had four of five weeks where I have the lowest scoring QB. So it might explain why I'm two and three right now. Um, but that's all going to change because I'm going to pick up Kirk Cousins and I'm going to start him. And my jinx is either going to get the Vikings L's the rest of the year or it's going to get me points. We'll just have to test which, uh, which curse is more powerful like the Vikings and the Lions did, huh? Right. Not all curses are created equal, they say. <laughs> that is correct. Well, Josh, that's uh, pretty interesting. Does Hammer appear on the lows list a lot? As a guy who's really struggled this year, we're just going to shit on Hammer all over this yeah, uh, episode. Yeah, he had the lowest running back, uh, one of the lowest running backs, one of the lowest wide receivers, and the lowest tight end. No, I meant on like your tracking list, though. Like, How many times does Hammer appear on the low list? Are you tracking that? or? Oh, no, I keep getting... No, I haven't gotten all of them done yet, but uh, I keep getting error. Numbers don't go that high. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, without this week, I think he's up to uh, eight total people in there. Oh, geez. Well, hammer. Stinks to stink. Hammer down. <laughs> uh, this week's upcoming side bet that I also want to win is Close Shave. It's the team that beats its opponent by the smallest margin, smallest margin of victory, so a.k.a. our nail-biter. Whoever wins the nail-biter matchup this week will uh, win the side bet as well. So guaranteed I'll either lose this week or I'll blow someone out. So I don't know which end you want to be on of me. But, uh, yeah, whoever has the large or the smallest margin of victory this week will get a sweet $5 in their Venmo account. Josh, who are you feeling for uh, a nail-biter this week, or who are you feeling for a blowout this week? Well, nail-biter, I'm going to go ahead and say that the two undefeated teams in the league are going to have the closest matchup, even though it's probably not going to be true. Um, I can't even find them on here. Pribs is, yeah, they're at the bottom. Pribs is here right now, so you better be respectful. I know you might say he's a sham of a you know undefeated team, but he's undefeated, no question about it. Yeah, no, he is. Um, he also, um, it looks like he has, yeah, Russell Wilson, which is probably going to be a, an issue because um, he's got zero projected. But it looks like if they if he replaces Russell Wilson, it'll be pretty close in the total projections. So that might be the closest one. I think the blowout of the week is going to be uh, Hammer over T uh, because I find that hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, 0-5 going up against a 1-4. Someone's got to lose, right? Uh, yeah, in theory, um, if Christian McCaffrey comes back, Hammer's got a chance. Otherwise, it's going to be <laughs> Hammer might be 0 6, dude. Oh, no. Uh, my nail biter, it looks like. Oof. I don't know. I mean, it, look, it looks. I mean, right now, I don't know if Jesse has some bye week woes or if he had some guys lost to injury, but it looks like Jesse's about to uh, get blown out by you. So I'll just go ahead and lock that in thanks to the projections, um, which might not be accurate. And. Um, I don't even have a defense in right now. Defenses are for losers. And I think Derek and Eric are going to come down to the nail-biter for some reason. Go Joe Burrow over uh, over straight cash. I think Eric wins. I would also like to point out that uh, going into last week, uh, Bradley, as he's listing right now, he was very cocky against Eric for whatever reason. He was – I'm, I'm guessing this is, this is what I think happened, Josh. So Bradley pulls out the ESPN app. He probably never looks at the lineups. He didn't know whose team name was what. He saw the GUOX, GUOX, X and he was like what the fuck is that and so bradley probably had to google it and he was like oh that's french it says go joe burrow and then bradley was in a party chat with me on xbox and he was like eric thinks he's so fucking smart doesn't he and so bradley was uh put off by eric's use of uh french 
lingo and French slang, and then uh, he ended up getting creamed by Eric. So it was a tough it was a tough week for Brad. But uh, yeah, I think Eric continues the trend and he gets up to 500 after this week. That's my nail biter. Yeah, yeah. Um, hope he got over the hill of that uh, embarrassing loss. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does this week. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let's... Uh, so this, Josh, almost always... So Jamie has been very diligent in uh, getting the med- medical minutes in on time, and then what I do is I export them to an MP3 and make them a little louder um, just so we can hear them nice and clearly. I did not do that this week. I'm just going to play it from Google Drive so it might not sound as good. And that's not... Let's be clear. That's not Jamie's fault. That's my fault. So we're going to see how well this plays. But uh, we are moving into the medical minute here. And this week's medical minute, she actually took a um, topic suggestion from the Discord um, um, Walters had asked Jamie to talk about ADHD and anxiety. And so, you know, whether it's on the air here with Josh or whether it happens in the Discord later, I think this topic could potentially spur some great discussion. But uh, to prevent me from rambling on and on about it, let's see what Dr. Jamie Hammer had to say about ADHD and anxiety. Hey guys, this is Dr. Jamie Hammer here for this week's Medical Minute. I'm going to address a question from the Discord, specifically talking about ADHD and anxiety and their association together. ADHD is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, and the diagnosis of this happens before age 8 when a person has difficulty focusing in more than one aspect of their life. This is very important because it means that not only does a person have trouble sitting still in school, but also that even when they're home just trying to watch a movie with their family, they can't possibly focus on one conversation or one train of thought for very long. When I go to prove ADHD in a person, I have them evaluated and I make sure that I have notes from both their parents and their teachers and their aunt who babysits them and make sure that I can prove that this is sort of happening in multiple areas of their life. Very first intervention I take is actually behavioral health. I take the parents and the kid and teach them some coping skills so they can deal with sort of the hyperactive behaviors and see if we can address things without medication. This is also huge when somebody presents later in life, say they did not receive a diagnosis when they were young. This is that college student who gets to college and realizes that papers are hard, it's hard to focus, and thinks that they may have an undiagnosed case of ADHD. Although this totally happens, it's actually pretty uncommon because what I really see in older folks is a diagnosis of anxiety that is really prompting them to think that they have attention deficit disorder. What I do with this is I start to treat their anxiety, either once again through counseling and trying to get them some coping skills to deal with their anxiety, or I use something called an SSRI, just a basic medicine that I use to treat anxiety, and I reassess their symptoms of inattentiveness. This almost always fixes it as the anxiety really causes the difficulty in focusing, but every once in a while you do get a person who was really truly undiagnosed as a child and does need something like a stimulant medication, like the Adderall or the Ritalin that you hear so much about. Um, I really think that these diagnoses, especially mental health diagnoses, really come in pairs and come in groups. And so it's important to sort of address the most common thing first and make sure that that sort of under wraps before you go to the thing that has more high risk medication use. So I would say that it is very common for ADHD and anxiety to co-occur. And I would also say that it's very common for them to be misdiagnosed and that starting sort of with a anxiety, getting that well under control, specifically trying behavioral health approaches can really help somebody make sure that they have a good outcome and prevent them from having to use high-risk medication long-term. Hit me up in the Discord for additional questions. I love talking to you guys. Have a great day. Uh, Well, so Josh, I mean, you have made it publicly known that uh, ADHD is something you've got going on in that little head of yours. Um, 
I can't say that I've certainly never been diagnosed with it. I don't think it's, you know, I, a condition I technically have. I'm sure our generation, our generation's attention span in general is different than the, you know, the not actually boomers, but the, what we'd call boomers, pribs and skybuster in here. But I mean, I guess just when you hear about ADHD and anxiety, what are you thinking about? If, it's if a you'd scam. like to share. No. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree that it goes hand in hand. I started off with the diagnosis of just ADHD. Um, and then they toss in some anti-anxiety meds and, um, some other things in there just to see, um, if that's the case. And, and it did help with some of my symptoms. I was diagnosed as an adult. Um, so a lot of people who get it diagnosed a lot for Adderall, they try and go in, get the Adderall early in college. You know, I waited till my senior year because, you know, that's how smart I am. And, uh, but it did i definitely noticed a benefit there is a lot of things that you know you can go down that whole wormhole of the medications and uh those impact there that impact on your health but uh that's not what this whole podcast is about um but yeah i definitely see where it comes one or the other and so being inattentive type definitely sticks out to be uh, more anxiety than anything and so a lot of times that's why i play with legos i color i do play-doh at work i play games on my phone it's to just kind of let my mind forget rock on man well i don't i don't i don't have a lot that i can add because like i said i don't i don't think i have like any sort of clinical adhd or anxiety or anything like that certainly i've experienced anxiousness and i've experienced you know poor attention for whatever reason but i don't think it's actually something i chronically or clinically or whatever suffer with so i can't really provide any insight but uh thank you for sharing josh thank you for sharing dr jamie hammer uh i guess josh just as someone i get so obviously there's other adults in here um maybe diagnosed maybe undiagnosed if you could say anything else about someone who might be going through something similar to you or someone who thinks they might be going through something similar to you what would you say to them as someone who's not a doctor but someone who lives it Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I would just say that there's going to be bad days and there's going to be good days and focus on the good, not the bad. All it's right. the facts of life. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Josh, for sharing your insight. And thanks again to Dr. Jamie Hammer. Let's move into the Faye Favre, Josh. we got to make sure we have enough time for all our so many fan submissions because we're such a great podcast. I mean, my God, the greatest has ever been. Just a huge, huge podcast. Um, yeah, we've got more fan submissions than uh, some podcasts have listeners. Oh, that's, I don't think that's necessary right now, Josh. We can play nice. Uh, but we did actually get plenty of fan submissions. The Faye Favre topic this week is superhero movies. And, Josh, I know I'm usually asking you kind of what your thoughts process was in the beginning but i'm usually doing that to stall while i'm making sure i'm getting ready to play um but i'm actually ready to play this week so instead of asking you about your thoughts we'll just do that when it's your and i's turn uh, let's just hop into the fans right away and uh brad got in first so i think it's only fair that we play brad first brad let's hear about your fave far superhero movies this is bradley with my fave far superhero movies emphasis on the hero uh, coming in at number four, 1989's Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton, OG Batman for a lot of people. Coming in at number three, an animated classic, Batman Under the Red Hood. Um, tells a fan-favorite storyline, very, very good animation. Um, good voice acting as well. Number two, we have Logan, telling the old man storyline of Mr. Hugh Jackman. 
And coming in at number one with my favorite superhero movie of all time, The Dark Knight. Thank you. <laughs> didn't even didn't even need to explain The Dark Knight. He's just like, yeah, everyone fucking knows what I'm talking about. The Dark Knight. Mike, drop him out. Uh, any any surprises uh, for you there, Josh from Bradley? No, but I, I do. I did see T's comment about guessing the last two, and and I guess Logan oh, was, was a surprise. I really those... just thought he was gonna. Oh, it was Carmel's? Yeah. I thought it, that it was going to be just Batman, 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 Batman. But, you know, <laughs> I guess Logan it definitely is uh, up there. I'm disappointed that Batman Forever didn't make it into the list. You know how many fucking times I had to watch that movie as a kid? But, uh, yeah. All right, well, anyways. Oh, yeah, they, that's because it's in yours. I was, a li- <laughs> I was a little surprised that Bradley threw Logan in at number two based on his love for uh, Batman. But shout out to Brad and Logan. Logan was a great movie. Uh, let's keep moving, though, because we got plenty of these to get through. We got, what, seven total. So we'll go with um, Willie and the Sauce, a.k.a. <laughs> or no, just Willie. <laughs> let's hear Al's Faye Favre uh, superhero movies. What's up, guys? It's Audio Al coming at you with your fave deck of the week for uh, superhero movies. I'm watching this game at the same time. The Ravens are frauds. Come on. Let's 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 be real here. <clears throat> so number four for my favorite superhero movies is uh Kick Ass. Just a just a great movie. Fun. Number number three will go with Guardians of the Galaxy. I try to stay away from Marvel movies because I feel like a lot of them are overrated, but this one just inspired a lot of other movies to be like that that one, you know? Uh, number two, we'll go with Batman Begins, the first in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And number one, Dark Knight. Just Heath Ledger, Joker, best villain in the game. What else can I say? See you next week. All right. Thank you, Al. Um, Kick-Ass made his, li- his list, Josh. Was that, when you were going through your list, was Kick-Ass a movie you considered? Or did you not even remember Kick-Ass? Uh, Kick-Ass is a movie I haven't ever seen, so... No. Oh, all right. I'm not sure why, how you have a podcaster, but you disappoint me. All right, I'm just too disappointed in Josh talking about Alsmore. Al, thanks for the call. Let's go ahead with uh, Dr. Jamie Hammer's Faye Favre superhero movies. Let's see what the doc's got to say, huh? Hey, this is Jamie coming at you with my favorite superhero movies. My fourth favorite is X-Men. The 2000 version really presents a lot of badass female characters who I always wanted to be like when I was older, specifically Storm with her one stripe. Then you get The Incredibles. I don't know if this one particularly counts, but the parents just trying to be cool and keep their old side job and still be relatable is getting more and more entertaining as I get older. Next is Guardians of the Galaxy. I think this has the best side characters ever, specifically Groot and Rocket. Just seem like they're a lot of fun and create just as much mayhem as they do save the day and finally is batman and robin with uma thurman she is gorgeous and i remember watching this movie daily with bradley garlic and jesse so i'll always remember this movie forever shout out to batman and robin and obvious to jamie's comment there i don't know if this one counts of course the incredibles counts as a superhero movie it's literally a movie about superheroes so i don't know why that wouldn't count but uh yeah shout out to jamie's list anything pop out uh from jamie's list to you Josh? Nope. Nope. Sound like a good list to me. Shout out to Batman and Robin. All right, Eric's. We got a call all the way from fucking Latvia. Let's see what Eric's fave far of superhero movies are. I'm not sure superhero movies are allowed in Latvia. So I don't know if he's watching some bootlegs or what he got his hands Captain on. Captain Latvia? Yeah, let's see what Captain Latvia has to say. 
Hey guys, this is Eric with my Faye Favre superhero movies. In number five, I have Deadpool. I love how true it stays to the character, and Ryan Reynolds is perfect for the part. In number three, I have Black Panther. Once again, mostly because of uh, how Michael B. Jordan nailed it as uh, Killmonger. I think he's one of the best MCU villains. Number two is Watchmen. I think it's a really great movie, uh, such a great plot, and Rorschach is an amazing character. And number one is Captain America Civil War. Uh, for me, this movie had everything. It had great action scenes, it had a great plot, great villain. Uh, it introduced Spider-Man and Black Panther at the time, so that's my favorite superhero movie. Back to you. Thanks, Eric's. I mean, yeah, Civil War is a great movie. I want to shout out Watchmen, though. I don't know how many people considered Watchmen. Um, I don't know if Eric's just listed it just because Eric's likes looking at, uh, you know, big blue dicks. But, uh, you know, shout out to Eric's. I also don't remember if that's from the <laughs> from the TV show or the movie. But at some point, you do see a giant blue dick um, watching one of the Watchmen properties. So shout out to that. Any Anything surprise you from Mr. Latvia there, uh, Josh? Anything uh, Watchmen. Yeah, that was probably the biggest shocker there i haven't seen that movie either but i did watch the tv show or parts of the tv show so rock on well thank you eric's from calling all the way from latvia and uh, hopefully putin doesn't put you down for conversing with americans tonight uh we usually have a policy of playing these in the order we receive them but uh, we also have a policy of uh letting good people go last and carmel bear is usually really good so we're going to save his we'll go with jesse next jesse was our li- our last submission time wise but um i don't know if he's ever called in with a fave far before this might be we might be popping jesse's cherry right now so let's listen to jesse's fave pocket dial let's see your jesse's pocket dial fave far superhero movies Hey guys, it's Jesse. Sorry for the late re- submission. I am doing this in my car during the podcast. Uh, my fave Favre superhero movies are no- number four, Ant-Man. Just because Paul Rudd is a great actor. Uh, three would be... Uh, shoot, I can't even think of it. It's the Batman with- against Bane. I just think that it's... I just love the Bane story arc and everything that happens in that. Um, number two would be Avengers Infinity War. I like the cliffhanger ending, and I like how everything was kind of put on, you know, the hold for a long time, and we were all waiting so in such anticipation for the next one. It was it was just a thrill. Uh, as far as number one, I got to go with the actor's choice. Deadpool is Brian Reynolds. You just can't beat it. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Jesse, for calling in while you're driving. Uh, he likes the Bane storyline so much. Um, I can tell you that one of Bane's great lines from that movie is they'll expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. And if you're calling people while driving, Jesse, that's dangerous. So just be careful. But um, yeah, any, anything pop out to you from Jesse's list there, Josh? Uh, no, just that you know one of his top uh, superhero movies he doesn't know the name of, but you know. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises specifically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jesse, for calling in. I'm glad we could pop your cherry. Let's uh, let's go with Brian next. Brian, the boomer, what's your fave far of superhero movies? Hello, this is Brian. Fave far for the week, superhero movies. Not much of a comic book fan, so I actually looked up the definition of a superhero. 
which is a stock character that possesses the abilities beyond that of ordinary people and often play the role of the hero, typically using his or her powers to help the world become a better place. So here is my list. Number four, Rooster Cogburn of True Grit. Number three, Josie Wales. And Josie does wail, by the way. Number two, Sarah Connor. She's got nice arms. And my number one superhero of all time, Lassie. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That's... <laughs> I mean, one of them was a movie, so we'll give him that. <laughs> I'm upset I didn't do Brian Lash now. Oh man, I don't know what Carmel Bear could do to top that. Just from uh... well, he's gonna Carmel Bear's gonna have Ghost Rider four through one. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's the Nicolas Cage one, I will accept that as a correct answer. I don't see anything wrong with that, Josh. You got something wrong with the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie? Uh, no, because that should be everybody's four through one. Okay, well, Brian, thank you so much for uh, commenting on Sarah Connor's arms. I will say, oh, you know what I just remembered, Josh? I remember last episode, I didn't say he had to do it in just one week, but I remember last pod when Brian's email, when he was talking about rating his wives, I told him that he had to email in the rating of his wives, uh, and he didn't do that. So Brian's dodgeness, that's what's happening. That's why Brian didn't email. He doesn't want to rate his wives. <laughs> All right. I don't. I, Carmel Barrett, you've got a stiff competition. I didn't realize your competition was so stiff. I try not to listen to these beforehand, so... Uh, our last fan submission for this week is going to be the uh, the Faye Favre superhero movies out of Carmel Bear. It's your friend Carmel Bear with the only Faye Favre superhero movies list you'll ever need because I am the authority. At four, we have The Incredibles. It's the only good Fantastic Four movie and makes me feel things. At number three is Hellboy. Not the remake. That one sucks eggs. I'm talking about the big-ass chin Ron Perlman one. Del Toro gives us wit, humor, and gothic atmosphere like it's his job. At number two is Unbreakable. Before M. Night shat the bed and became one of the worst directors ever, he was making banger after banger, and this film is no different. It's the Dark Knight before the Dark Knight. And at number one, we have nothing. We have none other than the Dark Knight itself. Sure, it's a bit of a safe answer, but this is, this is a film, not a movie. It transcends not only superhero movies, but dramas and thrillers too. It's brain and brawn. It's perfection and shows us just how thrilling comic book movies can be while grounding what our, what our ideas of superheroes are. It's as relevant as ever, and it's unmatched, you dingus. It's unmatched, you dingus. All right, what do you think about Carmel's list, Josh? There were four movies. That's, Good job, Carmel. I like it. Wrong. I like his list. Have you, uh, Unbreakable, have you seen that movie? I've not. I've wanted to. It's a part of a trilogy, correct? It's, yeah, uh, it's like Unbreakable. The, yeah, and um, yep. Glass is in there. I've yep. not seen those movies either, so I can't. Uh, I can't speak to them. But all right, Josh. Well, those are all our fan submissions. Big shout out to all our fans who called in and left us left us a fave Favre. Josh, what were you thinking about when you were making your list this week, pal? What was your criteria? How'd you narrow it down? There's a lot of good superhero movies, in my opinion. There is. There, there are definitely a lot. Um, so we've heard of quite a few of them. A lot of them would kind of, I mean, the Marvel ones are probably all honorable mentions for me. Um, like, uh, I think that, I don't think that they're overrated necessarily because they are good movies. I just think that um, when you get so many good movies coming out and so much content, it's tough to, tough to narrow it down. So I kind of left 
mo I left those off of my radar um, when I was thinking about things. So, um, spoiler alert: there's uh, no Marvel movies in my in my uh, listing. Um, I thought similar to Brian, you know, what makes a good hero, and so figured I'd uh, take that into account as well when I'm uh, coming up with my list. And then, yeah, um, I guess some honorable mentions. As I said, the Marvel movies, um, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Three minus about. 10 minutes of it um and then uh the amazing spider-man amazing spider-man 2 um blade um the matrix all of those movies um big fans of those um but yeah gar how about you what sort of uh, criteria had to go for your list i definitely caught myself overthinking this one is what i can say because i was definitely when i like so i i always do like the first draft i just jot down the first things that come to my head so i wrote down like um just superhero movies i can think of like shazam logan all these various ones and then obviously the marvel ones came to mind and i was like when i was first making my list i was like there's you know i don't how many marvel movies do we really want to put in our fave far and then i was like what why the fuck do i care what other people think about my list this is, these are specifically my favorite i'm not trying to say the objective best for i'm trying to say my fave far so uh definitely marvel heavy in my fave Favre. um but i mean these are just movies i i love to watch and i you know i'm definitely not one to shy away from rewatching movies so i definitely use rewatchability in there as well but uh yeah i mean the cri really the only criteria was whether or not i liked the movie uh didn't didn't need too much to narrow it down after i stopped overthinking um whether there was too much marvel or not so obviously they're the big player in town these days but um i think they're making a lot of good movies so they get they get the to the winner goes the spoil so to speak the victor do you want the walk-off shot this week josh or would you like me to have it I'll let you have it. I think you. I think I had it last week, or did? I don't remember. I think no. I think yeah, I did because it was written news sources. So you can take it if you just want to switch. Oh. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Well, a couple honorable mentions for me. Like I mentioned, Shazam. Shazam's a really good movie if you haven't seen it yet. I think it's on HBO right now. Shazam, great superhero movie. Hancock with Will Smith was a good one. Uh, this one might upset some people. Dark Knight is on my honorable mentions. Uh, I can't say it's not a great movie. I can't say it's not objectively a great movie. Just not my, you know, in my favorite in the movies I'd rewatch all the time. Uh, the most recent Suicide Squad was really good. Um, just too new to put it in there. Uh, in, Into the Spider-Verse, really, really good movie. Uh, the 2017 wonder woman was amazing logan was amazing um but uh yeah oh and sky high the disney movie remember that one sky high was also in my honorable mentions but um moving on to my actual list the fave far superhero movies number four i got the incredibles uh everything about this movie i love i mean normally disney pixar that relationship they just hit it out of the park with most of the movies they make i think obviously not 100 percent of the time but they do a pretty good job you obviously frozone's a great character the whole syndrome villain arc is great i think with the the fake hero bit um you know the superheroes getting their juice back so to speak i think it's just a great movie great movie for you know anyone of any age i just loved it a lot so number my number four was the incredibles josh all right my number four i'm going to paint a picture for everybody so uh i want you to think you know what makes a good hero and so um this is going to be from a film earlier in our lives um the, the young hero abandoned uh, by its family has to be taken in by a different family and, um, you know, narrowly escapes death um, a couple times, um, whether it's from their family themselves or not, uh, has bonds with somebody, kind of builds a friendship and a relationship with somebody that they're not, uh, that you wouldn't expect, um, you know, setting that kind of 
scene for that arc that you know that hero arc to um no it's not air bud caramel um <laughs> setting that hero arc up but you know in the end they overcome all their obstacles i'm talking about none other than the 1995 film babe babe huh what a classic is that so all, all your all your picture was before and you want to see anything about babe now that you've you know mentioned babe I guess, uh, I mean, just to, I mean, he, he not only was a hero in life, he was a hero in death, providing bacon for all. Thank you, babe. All right. Well, uh, I will warn Josh that, uh, I mean, we had a lot of fan submissions today. And we haven't gone over an hour yet, so I'm just going to warn us to speed it up slightly. We don't need to go too fast, but I mean, a lot of people have already talked about Deadpool. My fave far of, um, my third favorite movie, superhero movie is Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds nails it. I love the meta kind of genre that's coming out. Thanks to Deadpool. Uh, just great movie all the way around. Love Deadpool. Josh, what's your number three? In 1925, there was a medical crisis in Alaska, um, and they required a group of sled dogs to uh, embark on a journey across the treacherous train during a medical or during a storm. A lot of you may be thinking, Balto. Wrong. The true hero of that story is none other than Togo. Togo was the dog that led the journey, and then Balto was that guy that comes in when there's, you know, five miles left and steals the glory, has a statue made. Only true believers know Togo is the real hero here. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your number three, Josh. My number two. Uh, plenty of other people have mentioned already. Made a lot of lists. That's why I feel comfortable having it on my list. Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely great Marvel movie. I mean, James Gunn, I think, is uh, is one of those directors I'm going to follow and watch every movie they ever make just because uh, they really seem to get it, or at least get me. Um, the soundtrack is what slaps the most, and then the, the humor mixed with the emotional gravity of it all. Guardians of the Galaxy is just an absolutely great movie. So that's my second favorite superhero movie josh your number two my number two is about a crotchety old man who has to take care of his elderly friend um he has issues uh some dark dark secrets in his mind uh that haunt him uh causing him to lose control of his anger at times um while he's protecting and taking care of this old crotchety man in the middle of nowhere there's a little girl that came to him looking for some aid and so they traveled across the, the states to help this individual out with their journey. Um, and so I am talking about none other than um, Fast and the Furious 14, Dom Goes to Rehab. No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about Logan. Logan was my number two. <laughs> Josh, I can't fucking deal with you sometimes, you know? Do you know that? I fucking hate you. I hate everything Why? you stand for. It's just, you're too funny sometimes. All right, my number one. <coughs> I don't need to go on and on about it. Uh, Marvel's The Civil War, Team Cap versus Teen Iron Man. I mean, abso absolutely great movie. It's a nice little ensemble cast. I mean, it's technically not an Avengers movie, but I think it's my favorite over the actual Avengers, like the Avenger movies. Civil War is just really good um, start to end, and I, I love it. So that's <laughs> I'll just keep it short and sweet. Josh, what's your what's your number one fave Favre uh, superhero movie? Uh, my number one is probably no secret to anybody here. It's about a young man who comes in contact with an illegal substance uh, that transforms his life forever. Um, not only did this substance cause um, 
um, one of his guardians to be murdered in cold blood, um, but it led to him having issues with going out in public wearing nothing but his spandex. Um, he has issues with sticking to things, and he leaves a mess around the city of New York that no one ever seems to mention in the movies. I'm talking about Spider-Man, the original. The original with uh, Tobey Maguire? Yep, yep. So how they managed to convince a bunch of adolescents and adults that that man was in high school at the time, it's beyond me, but uh, it goes way beyond the special effects we have nowadays. Absolutely. Well, big shout out to uh, everyone who gave us a fan submission this week. We actually do genuinely appreciate it. It's nice. I know not all the topics are going to be great. So last week, written news sources. It's um, that one was going to be tough, and we knew it when we picked it. But you can't you can't have a home run type topic every week. You got to throw in some uh, different ones in there. Um, but thank you everyone who called in about their fave superhero movies. Uh, next week's one's going to go back to a little more boring, but you should be able to spice it up because we're letting this be real or fictional. But uh, next week's fave Favre topic is going to be news anchors or news correspondents. So I said real or fictional. You can uh, do someone from SNL. You can do someone from some of your favorite favorite uh, TV shows like Tom Tucker or <laughs> Trisha Takanawa. Um, so whoever you'd like. Next week's Faye Favre is going to be news anchors or correspondents. They can be real or fictional. And, uh, Brian, if your list doesn't include Walter Cronkite, I will be severely disappointed in everything you do. Also, we, um, we've we been talking about it. We've been teasing it. And now we can tease it a little bit better. Anyone who calls in with a voicemail this year, just like last year, we did a raffle. So every voicemail you left us was a raffle submission. Uh, and it's going to be no different this year. We're going to um, raffle off some prizes. Last year we did 50 bucks cash, which is the most appealing prize you give to anyone. We're not doing cash this year because... Um, I don't know. You just got to switch it up a bit. This year, we're actually going to do a little um, Hidden Oaks swag basket, I think. Um, I don't know exactly how many items it'll be or what exactly the contents of the basket will be, but we're giving away some Hidden Oaks Overdose merch. Carl and Bear gave us just a quick few mock-ups. I'll put them in the general chat right now. Um, also might be a shirt in there. Also might be something else in there, but uh, yeah. If you would like to um, enter to win a little, little Hidden Oaks swag basket, a swag package of sorts, leave us voicemails every week. For those of us who haven't left us a station identification yet, like, hey, this is blank, you're listening to blank, um, that's worth four submissions. So if you've left us one in the past, like T, Carmel, Al, Walters, Brian, Jack, even Jordan Bates left us one, they've already got their four entries. So people like Brad, Jamie, Hammer, Jesse, if you want to get in there and get four free entries, leave us one of those station identification things. Josh, should people be excited about the Hidden Oaks merch? Yeah. Um, for those of you who are looking on their phone at the chat, uh, that is actual size hat. So um, <laughs> if, you have a, uh, if you have some action figures, it might look good on that. All right. Well, sweet, Josh. we got to get right into the outro here. We're getting out of here. There's no time for final words. Engage the show, everybody. Obviously, our Discord's great. We'll be chitting and chatting all week long. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod to leave those voicemails for the raffle we were just talking about or hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com if you want to kick it old school. You can also check out our website, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. That's all we got, folks. Leave us voicemails for raffle entries. Bye. Go eat some quesadillas. Okie dokie. Bye, Josh.